Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Uh, yeah, it, it is, I think, maybe. It's been such a hectic couple weeks that I have no clue how it's going anymore. Well, we are 10 days into 2022, and I hope that I don't mess up the year. I've been doing pretty good uh, so far of, of not... I mean, I, you hear a lot of like people saying, Oh, I, I wrote the wrong date on the check. And I'm like, uh, what was, I can't remember the last time I wrote a check. I don't know. I can't remember the last time I wrote a check either. Well, there you go. But for me, for me, it's never the first you know, couple weeks. It's usually in like late January, early February when I start screwing up because I'm not thinking about it anymore. And... <laughs> haven't quite gotten to a point where it's second nature to be 2021 22 whatever you know (laughs) just did it or did you was that on purpose as an example Mm, i don't know uh well speaking of 2022 let's look at what is something we can look forward to i talked about this on the mini last week apologies uh for last week no full show don't worry we're gonna make up for it this week with a bunch of heroes to talk about Um, But I went over all the Game Club news for 2022, an exciting year of Game Club as we once again fill the void of a new Fire Emblem game with with, uh, diving back into the back catalog. So um, we'll have even more details to discuss at the end of the show, but excited. Excited to jump back onto the 3DS, Eddie. Dust it off. Let's go. Yes. Speaking of dusting off, I need to unbury it first. (laughs) Yeah, I need to find mine and charge it and make sure it still works. Um, yeah, but yeah, same here. Yeah, but uh, we'll get to that after our mountain of heroes that we have to uh, go through here. But before we do that, we're going to talk about the banners, um, and these are all running right now as of uh, as of when this show will be posted. Weekly Revival Banner Four is running right now. Winter Dreamland goes until the fifteenth. New Year's of Fire and Ice goes until the 18th. That's a special hero revival. Happy New Year special hero revival goes until the 19th. Uh, new Heroes in Ascended Joshua, our new heroes that we're going to discuss later on in the show, goes until the 27th. Like Clockwork, which is the, is the New Heroes, sorry, the New Year's Heroes banner that's running until the 31st. And Omega Special Heroes special hero revival goes until the 31st eddie i will ask how did your summoning go to the best of your recollection uh yeah it's been a while uh and i've been bad about recalling and recording what i did uh what i gotten from where especially with the tempest trials to try and level them up in um but i did get a legendary byleth on the that legendary banner that was here and gone in our downtime I'm pretty sure I also got like two or three Saros's and a Brave Erica pity break at some point along there. Because, uh, you know, that's how uh, legendary banners tend to be. On the New Year banner, I did eventually get all four. But I really don't recall everything that happened in the run-up through and through it. Uh, pretty sure I only got a four-star Alaya, though I did get like two of them and leveled them up and merged them. Uh, you know, uh, promoted both of them and merged them. Uh, I also managed to get merges for both Fafnir and Regan in there, uh, though I don't recall who I sparked on that banner. On the newest banner, I have a better memory of what I got, um, and I got a four-star comb pretty early on, 
and Nimi on the way to the Spark. At the Spark, I had a decent pity rate. It was either just below or 4%, um, either at or just below 4%. Uh, so, you know, I hadn't originally planned to get all four on this banner, but, you know, I kind of wanted Joshua to have a boon and a bane, so I took a gamble. I'm sure Joshua would be proud of me for that. And grabbed Rennick from the Spark. Uh, like I said, because I wanted Joshua with a boon, and it did pay off because shortly after I did manage to get him. Uh, so I ended up clearing that banner as well. Good stuff. Wow. So you got uh, you got everybody. So you'll be able to talk about all the lovely heroes that arrived. But uh, knowing this game, it probably took quite a while to do all that summoning. Um, and you're waiting, or you have a Tempest Trials running right now. So As we speak, it is right now. Yep, for sure. Um, I've fallen behind a bit. <laughs> it's all good. And on uh, on my side, uh, on the legendary banner, I ended up getting um, two two brave Erica's uh, while I was summoning towards um, uh, legendary uh, Byleth. So this is this is going going back. Um, uh, so I got an and I also got an ascended Fjorm, uh, a mythic Freya, which was which was new. I had not had that one yet uh Saros and Amelia all all five stars off that banner um Amelia might have been in a no Amelia was definitely five stars she, she might have come in from somewhere she, else she was a four star boost I'm guessing yes probably yeah like like you my notes are a little rusty yeah well there are no five star pity breaks on those banners it doesn't prevent you from getting a four star boosted hero ah uh, okay then that's likely likely what happened um and then you know, I can also I can also remember I got a three or a four star Marcia and Basilo, which were characters that had popped up in recent New Hero banners. So I noted them as well. Um, we're gonna we hadn't had a chance to talk about this yet. We will shortly after the upcoming events. But um, I did resubscribe to Fey Pass to do uh, to use the Spark on both the Legendary banner and the uh, New Heroes, the New Year Special Heroes. I keep cutting out words. On myself so i sparked for female byleth because i was like man if i want to get someone off the new year's banner and someone on, and legendary byleth I, i'm gonna have to spark on these i didn't sub to spark i subbed because uh i think it was ishtar at the time so i was i was getting the resplendent hero i hadn't gotten you didn't want fair yes that dropped today I did, I did get her, though, I, I think. But yeah, no, I, I think when I subbed for Ishtar, I did not know who the new, next person was going to be. But uh, I knew I wanted to... I knew I had to resub. Farias dropped, I think it was today, and I believe uh, Hell Florina is next up. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, do we have that in the notes? I don't know if we've talked about that. Guess we'll, I guess we just did. So there you go. I brought it up now. <laughs> I knew we were going to forget something. Realize we did not put that info later on. Yeah, no, it's all good. So yeah, Hell, uh, Hell Florina, which is an interesting choice. Uh, I did not um, see her, you know, looking at the choices of the six books and being like, you know what, I'm going to go with the Death Metal book three. Let's do that. Uh, but she, you know, she's pulling off the the Hell look as as well as anybody can. So can't go wrong there. Um, but yeah, I did resub. I ended up sparking on the uh, legendary banner, um, and then on the revival special heroes banner, I got a New Year's Veloria and a New Year's Selkie, which were new to me. This is all from the tickets. I I wasn't really 
trying, uh, but pretty good for not trying. And then um, on the New Year's Special Hero banner, I got a ma- another male Grima Robin who just keeps popping up for me. Um, a Dadu, which I didn't have before, and then I sparked for a, a Dagger plus Knot duo hero. Um, and I was content with that. I was like, I don't need to go back in. I'm fine having one from there. I don't have anything to speak of from the Joshua banner. Um, I thought when they started Ascended Heroes, I'd be like, oh, it'd be really cool to collect them all. But it turns out when a character pops up that I have no interest in, I'm, I don't fall into that trap of wanting them all. <laughs> um, I, I, we will talk about the Joshua banner. I, I think, uh, you know, based on our pre-show talk, I think like, okay, it makes sense, but still like, it's not a character that, you know, there's not a lot of characters in sacred stones that I, I kind of write home about, you know, I think the Lords, Erica and Ephraim definitely, uh, stand out, but outside of those characters, it's, yeah, they're not on they're not on any top ten lists in my mind for me. But I know there are huge fans of Sacred Stones, and but um, yeah, I'm gonna stop talking so I don't upset the Sacred Stone folks. Cause I know they're out there, and I, I like that game. But um, but yeah, Eddie, uh, we got lots to talk about. So like, why don't we go over our upcoming events? Which I which I see that uh, do we have? We don't have a calendar, do we? No, we do not have a calendar. Uh, calendar is dead. Long live the calendar. Uh, it ended today with the limited hero battles that launched this morning. So as of this time of this recording, we don't have a new one. Uh, we might get one in about two to three hours whenever we after we finish. But uh, no news uh, exactly what's coming out. All right. Well, yes, we will. Uh, we, as soon as we post this, actually, as soon as we hang up, they will post a calendar. So look forward to that. Um, moving into our topic, we've got lots to talk about. Lots of heroes, a version update, so much that we even forgot. As you said, the resplendent hero. But one thing we pulled forward from the mini, which was the new Fey Pass perk. And just as a recap, before we get into a quick discussion on it. While subscribed to Fey Pass, you'll have more opportunities than ever to earn free five-star summons. The Spark system will be expanded to inc- has been expanded to include even more types of summoning events. You'll also receive a Celestial Stone each time you redeem one of these free summons. These additional summoning events include non-revival special hero banners, double special hero banners, and legendary slash mythic banners. Um, so this is exclusive to the Fey Pass. We've been asking for the Spark system to be expanded, and uh, you know, uh, Simpsons Monkey Paw dot GIF, it's happened. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's another one I wish was free, like the um, uh, you know, auto battle and the extra summoner support stuff. I mean, really, for me, the only logical thing to put behind the Fey Pass is the uh, Resplendent Heroes and maybe the bonus materials and even that's kind of a you know throw a bone type thing but maybe the quest should be stay locked but still yeah wish it was free but i mean it makes more sense than auto battle or summoner supports so exactly i think that it it may it it, it's a logical thing to add behind the paywall if you're looking to increase the value of fey pass um I think you're right. There are things that could, I think you could see them, you know, bringing out in some capacity, you know, 
Yeah, the quote-unquote value of the Fey Pass is always a nebulous thing, because I've always felt, for me, the value of the Fey Pass was the Resplendent Heroes, and $5 for a guaranteed 5-star, even if it's, it is someone who normally comes at 3 to 4-star, but $5 for a guaranteed, or 2 Five dollars a piece for two guaranteed five stars a month, and if you uh, work the system enough, you can get three out of it. You know, three out of your ten dollar sub is, I always thought, enough value. <clears throat> but there are people arguing, complain, and you know. I think that if you subscribe strategically, like you said, for uh, resplendent heroes that you want, and you are maximizing to get the three, I think that the. Um, the stuff they added last year, late last year, with the sort of um, the streak bonus. Like if you stay subscribed and there's like a one week grace period, but still not enough for you to sort of get the. Th- Maybe there is enough there to get the three heroes. Like if you if you it, do it right, but not every month, but on a consistent basis, you can save a yeah. month off from time to time. Yeah, but like that's the thing is I think that they. They, they, it's first of all, let's just let's look at it from the Fay Pass subscriber standpoint because it is nice to see them adding more to the Fay Pass because it must be doing well enough that they are adding more to it. But you could, you can, you could argue both sides like, oh, it's not doing well enough, so they got to put, you know, more stuff that that has been free in the past. But I think that if you want to look at it from a more positive angle, like them adding the spark for special heroes and and other banners outside of the free spark, it gives them the opportunity to look at other things um, like the auto battle and say, okay, like let's bring a part of it out of the Fey pass that has, like we've talked about having um, a new currency to do auto battles for people who don't want to subscribe. And then that doesn't upset the people who are subscribing because they have this new perk that they just added. So Maybe it's a balancing act where they are going to start, you know, expanding the free option as well. If they were going to do that, they would have done it already. Yeah. I mean, that is also a very valid point in that, Ryan, this is not how subscriptions work. They they don't take stuff out of the subscription and give it away. They keep it locked behind the paywall if it's working. And It's more, it's not even that they don't take stuff out of the subscriptions. It's more a case of when you add something new, if that something new is a oh, we're taking something away, so we're giving you this instead. They do it all at once. They say, you know, great news for all Fire Emblem Hero fans. We are adding auto battle to, you know, to a free thing. But for all you Pass subscribers, don't worry. You're not, you know, while auto battle is becoming free for everyone, you have this new perk, (laughs) you know? Eddie, do you work in PR? No, but I understand... To a degree, how PR works, you know? <laughs> no, that is some classic spin right there, man. All right, well, there you go. You heard it here first. You're, so, you're our promotions person I mean, now. Once again, I wish it was free. I They want to make money. I understand, you know, still wish it was free. But, yeah, if they were going to add it as or remove anything, they would have done it at the same time, mm-hmm. you know? Well, there so. you go. You heard it here first. And um, we'll continue to take a look at Fae Pass. I know a lot of folks, uh, like you said, don't like Fae Pass. You know both Eddie and I subscribe strategically. We don't just blindly subscribe. I uh, we, we, we subscribe I've when it makes sense. I've gotten lazy, and I'm kind of blindly subscribed right now. I need to try and remember <laughs> and go in and set it up more strategically. But 
I always I always go in I, when I subscribe and then I immediately go into my settings and I and I cancel it so it says expires on. And I know it can be scary to like subscribe to something and then cancel it immediately, but I think that's my big thing is that if I know I only want it for a month, I subscribe a day later or even an hour after I subscribe, I go in and I cancel it so that it expires, right? It makes sense. It's a smart way to do it. I just am lazy about that. So <laughs> we had the, I mean, it is two different screens, so I, I do get it. And I do get if you wait an hour and you go back, you might forget because there is a lot. There going are, on. And it's not a bad way to do things. There are very few uh, systems out there that'll take things away right when you cancel them. I think there's still one or two out there, but most of them will give you the time you've already paid for before they kick you out. Yeah, I know um, from a gaming perspective, one that comes to mind is Humble Bundle Monthly. If you are a Humble Bundle Monthly person and you cancel even before your month's out, you you lose the discount on their store, which is super weird. That's... Yeah, that's kind of a weird one, but... Yeah. Like, you I have mean, to stay subscribed to keep the 20%, even if you've already paid. Like, technically, you're paying for the games. You get the games that are in the bundle for the month. Yeah, I mean, that's one where it kind of makes sense, is that you get the games in the bundle for the month, but, you know, that's not what the or the store discount is part, is not technically a bonus for active subscribers, but not former subscribers. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if... You know, Humble Bundle would take away the games if you didn't wait out the entire month. That'd be more of an issue. Yeah. You know, or not even take away, take away access to the games if you didn't wait out the full month or something. Exactly. That'd be more of an issue. So uh, after all that charming fun talk, uh, we do also have other stuff going on, like the version 6.1 update. Uh, It is now live in the game, and it brought in with a lot of maintenance. Uh, among the notable maintenance, uh, Candace and Silas got unique weapons, as well as a handful of other weapon upgrades or, you know, refinements available. Uh, Ninja Shamir and Bertram came to Heroic Grails, along with the usual updates to all the different modes and monthly updates. However, there were uh, three new features of note and one bi-monthly update. Uh, first, we got some more quality of life refinement to searching heroes with a new skill search option. Second, in Hall of Forms, once you get above floor 13, so once the um, difficulty on the floor is labeled as Infernal, you will get two choices of skills from the A, B, and C slots. Uh, And also, those skills will cost either cost at least 240 SP, uh, if you were on a normal hero purchasing them, or be an exclusive skill. Uh, Third, for the bi-monthly update, jumping to the side a little, uh, Legendary Erica and Legendary Lucina uh, both received updated skills and prep for their Legendary Hero Remix banner later this month. Uh, we'll try to remember to cover those updated skills when the banner drops, but we may forget. But those details are in the game if you want to look at them. Uh, lastly, we have had the announcement of a new event starting later this month. Uh, and the background updates in needed to do that event in the game. Uh, This is called Summoner Duels R. It's a limited time version of Summoner Duels where you won't have to use stamina to participate. uh, And you will work on gaining glory to rank up through the tiers uh, until you lose three times. So you don't use stamina, but once you lose three times, you're out. 
In order to even participate in this event, you must must reach favor level 80 uh, and get the Duelist Badge from Favor Battles. And uh, this uh, event will be accessed from the event screen, not the Coliseum, like regular Favor Battles are. Uh, three legendary and mythic heroes for each quote-unquote season, or each time this event pops up, will be set as bonus allies. If you have at least one of them on your team, you will reduce the glory loss per battle by 40 and get a bonus loss. So essentially giving you a chance to lose up to four times. Though that effect does not stack. So that is how that will work. Yeah. It is an event I will... Another event I will n- probably never touch, because... I'm not sure I'm ever going to even touch the favor battles. So, yeah, I, I haven't, I haven't played around a lot with, you know, for me, I, when they stopped basically like saying, here are some orbs for every mode. Um, I stopped jumping in and there might be some orbs buried, but like, that was the other thing. It even came to the point where if it's not a steady amount of orbs, like tempest trials, then I, I will sometimes forget to jump in. And for one like this, I'm fine with them. I'm actually more okay with them not giving orbs because I don't like PvP. No. In yeah. any and every game, I do not like PvP. So them say not giving orbs the really worthwhile thing for not doing active PvP is, you know, because technically all the other PvP modes in the game are actually PvE. You're just someone else built the team that you're fighting. So... Yeah. Yeah. Them with this actual active PvP mode saying, yeah, we're just going to give you smaller stuff if you don't want to do this. It's like, good. I don't feel like I'm losing out by not participating. Whereas when I'm lazy and forget to do, you know, my weekly arenas and other stuff that actually give orbs, I feel like, yeah, I should have done that, but I was too lazy. Mm-hmm. I lost out on some orbs. It's my own fault. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, and it is it is a small amount of orbs. Usually, it's not nothing crazy. Like if you skipped an entire tempest trial, like that's that is something to that that is going to hit your your free to play. I calculated orb. out one time; it was like forty three orbs. Yeah, like you don't like want to leave that one. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I think it's I think it's good that the game has varied modes, and you know, we're not going to play all of them, but we are going to talk about all the heroes that get added because that is the bread and butter of the game and it's the bread and butter we enjoy eating i guess <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i do it went with food and i'm like i guess bread and butter sounds okay it's not it's not that great but to go along with the theme that fell uh butter side down yeah exactly Ooh, on a dirty floor no not that bad not that bad we recently cleaned it's all good um new year's special heroes like clockwork and, like Clockwork, the New Year's special heroes are here to ring in the New Year, featuring many original content heroes from Book 5, alongside some Tellius Lagoo's friends. First up, we have Regan Bearing Dawn. Here's Regan wearing her charming new outfit for the New Year's celebrations. She's originally from Neo... Neovalir, but now she's joining the fun here in Asker. Regan is a blue tome cavalry unit wielding Neovalir lots. Grants attack plus three, enables Canto two during turns one through four. At the start of turn four, grants special cooldown count minus three to unit. At start of combat, if unit's HP is greater than or equal to 25%, grants attack slash speed plus six to unit during combat. She has a new skill in the C slot called Crossspur Attack 
which grants attack plus 5 to allies in cardinal directions of the unit during combat. Rounding out her kit is Seor Shell as a special and Swift Sparrow 3 in the A slot. So our book 5 hero gets her special hero debut, I believe. Yep. Uh, she. I mean, as we kind of predicted back in mid-December, uh, as usual, they kept with the habit of having at least a couple, uh, you know, of last year's original characters on the New Year banner. Uh, so, I think we even predicted Reagan and Fafnir as being two of them. Yeah, I think we might have even suspected that Dagger and Not might even be a duo hero. Yeah, I think we uh, pretty much nailed it, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, as for the ones that came with them, you know, I should have remembered that they like to do their beast units in on the New Year's banner because we got like uh, Leith, New Year's Leith and Selkie and uh, Valoria th- over the past couple years. So, uh, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, uh, it's nice to see her get a, uh, you know, get this treatment. Uh, I keeps most of the stuff with her, her Sather shell and you know all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, I think she, uh, they they bring her over really cool in a way for special heroes. I mean, we, we kind of figured that the New Year's banner would have her featured. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. She was like the one that was almost guaranteed. Yes. Because I think every year we've gotten the uh, protagonists as one of the New Year's heroes since Fjorm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah for yeah. sure i think it's uh it's really good to see her again i think it makes sense uh, as you said that she's here and i mean in terms of her artwork there's there's not anything like crazy to write home about i mean she is in uh, it's a kimono right is that what they're they're called i believe i, I might believe be wrong. so i might be wrong um yeah oh no it is yeah sorry it is, it is a kimono um and I mean, it's in theory, based on Japanese, so you know Japanese styles. So I would think kimono would fit. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, it's uh, like I said, I I really liked her as a character. Uh, it's too bad I I didn't have enough orbs to to summon her because I do like her as I do like her. Um, and I think uh, I I'm really glad that they they kept her. I don't even is the weird shell thing. Is that what? Is that they're sort of? I really like the idea of those characters having those like robotic armored things they rode in, and um, uh, I'm I'm glad that they kept it for all the for at least her and Fafnir, right? I mean, that is kind of the unique thing for the Nithavilir, uh characters. Those are their. Uh, I don't think that I don't think Sather is the right thing. I think that's Sather is the magic, but. You know, the Ghoulin Bursty, I believe it was. Mm. The Ghoulin Bursty are special things that they have. So kind of makes sense that she's still in it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we eventually see her not in it. Uh, but it also wouldn't surprise me if she's always in one, because that is <laughs> kind of their unique thing. Yeah, I can just imagine, so, like, if they bring her into, like, the Summer Banner or... Um... Yeah, that's where I think if they do, like, her on a Summer Banner, that's a time where I'd see them pulling her out of it but. or the wedding banner could you imagine <laughs> it, wedding well, banner i could see them pulling off yeah they could do the light. just married cans like hanging off the strings and the on the back even of the... that yeah that that's another thing i wasn't thinking of but making it white and 
Yeah. You know, gown like around bits, you know, so. Okay, I'm calling it now. I want, it doesn't even have to be Regan. It can be any character from book five that had that armor. And it's a just married sort of car setup. So. Odor or Fafnir? Sure. Anybody. Doesn't matter. I just want, I just want a hero. I mean, I guess Atri could have one, but Atri, Odor, Fafnir, and Regan are the only Nithvalir units. So. True. But yeah. you know what I want, intelligent systems, so make it happen. I mean, I know that it's six months, they say, to do like a new hero. So I know I'm a little bit behind with my idea, but um, make it work. Make it work. Uh, what about Fafnir, the new, yes, the other guy? Uh, Fafnir, fresh ambition. Regan's brother, who had a poor feet thanks to Atri, uh, joins heroes in this banner in a New Year's outfit as a Red Dagger cavalry unit. He wields the Nithavithir Sprig, which grants him speed plus three, and Canto two on turns one through four, on top of the dagger seven effect. If he initiates combat or is not adjacent to an ally, it also grants him plus five to his stats, neutralizes uh, effects that prevent his follow-up attacks, and slows attack enemy cooldown by one per attack during combat. He comes with a new tier four rouse skill and rouse attack defense, which at the start of the turn... If he, is, if he is not adjacent to an ally, he gets attack defense plus six and null panic for one turn. He has no other new skills, but does come with glimmer, tier four attack speed solo, and disarm trap. So Fafnir gets his turn in the game finally. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the first uh, character that only has special versions. I uh, also love that when they brought him over in the Forging Bonds, he was like he was the good version of Fafnir. Like he wasn't at all evil. Um, there was some apprehension from Regan in the, uh, not the forging bonds, but I think the Tempest trial where she was, she was a little worried about it, but I think she was just nervous about, about asking. Is this the Tempest trial or the actual story chapters? Cause I haven't done the story uh, chapters. And I don't remember this stuff. It's the story chapters. Yeah. It's definitely the story chapters. Thank you. Um, so uh, yeah, she, wanted to ask him about going to the new year's festival together. And she was a little nervous and I'm like, Oh, is she nervous? Because she knows he was like super evil, but I think it was just her being nervous uh, about <laughs> going with him. So it was less that he was evil. It's more that the pain and, you know, the way, uh, you know, Atri was messing with him kind of drove him a little crazy. Yeah. Well, so in this instance, I was glad to see that he was, um, he was nothing like that. He was his his normal what what we would assume is his normal self because we never really got to experience that in the main story. So uh it was good to see that for sure. Uh I mean let's head into the first beast unit on the banner, which is Lyre Lapcat of Luxury. We've got a special guest coming to celebrate the new year. Here's Lyre, a cat warrior from Gallia. And she's wearing a special kimono for the celebrations. Lyre is a colorless beast cavalry unit wielding sparkling fang, which grants it uh, speed plus three. At start of combat, if foe's HP is greater than or equal to 75%, grants attack slash speed plus six to unit during combat. And also, if unit speed is greater than foe's speed, grants special cooldown count charge plus one per unit's attack. Only the highest value is applied, does not stack and deals plus 5 damage to foe per unit's attack, including when dealing damage with a special triggered 
uh, before combat. Only the highest value uh, uh, applied does not stack. I think I said that already. Um, no new skills as she is the four-star unit on the banner, but her kit is rounded out with Luna as a special attack slash speed catch three in the A slot and chill attack slash defense two in the B slot. So again, our first beast unit on the banner, and as Eddie said, it seems to be a bit of a um, trend for them to fill in the original content heroes with with beast units. So um, Liar, uh, which is a, a character that I don't know much about. I mean, unfortunately, the Tellius series is one of those blind spots for me, um, again, outside of Ike and a couple other characters that have kind of poked through over the years. But um, I, I feel like I feel like we already... I feel like she's popped up before a couple times, or maybe I'm mistaking her with some other beast units, but I feel like we already got a special, a special, or maybe I'm remembering a different character. Now I'm kind of spiraling, but Eddie, what what are your thoughts on Liar? I lost track of where you were going with that. I, I don't know. This is the first time Liar has appeared in the game. Oh, really? That's where you were going. She just seems so familiar, but you're right. She's, there's no other liar uh, version yeah, in the game. Both these ones are new to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of funny. I was on uh, YouTube looking around, and I saw someone reacting to this trailer. And before it even started, one of the guy, one of the people doing the reaction was joking that Kaiza would be the, um, you know, it was Reagan and Kaiza in the silhouettes. And then he watches the thing and then looks into the tennis round, finds out that, in fact, Kaiza is actually coming to the game. Just not, he wasn't one of the silhouettes. No. So that was kind of funny. But yeah, Liar and Kaiza are from Radiant Dawn or Path of Radiance, and I know little to nothing about them. So. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll be able to play those games. Maybe one day. But. Uh, someone from a game that we can play because it's you know this game is Dagger and Not the New Year Jotnar. The twins from Jotunheim return to heroes as a duo hero for the New Year and are a green flying bow unit. Their duo skill grants plus six to the stats and Pathfinder keyword to all allies within five rows and five columns centered on them. They wield the Jotnar bow, which like all bows is effective against flyers. Uh, this one also boosts their special uh, cooldown while also having the Pathfinder keyword. They initiate combat, and uh, if they initiate combat or are within two spaces of an ally, they inflict attack, speed, defense, minus five, and an additional buff, debuff equal to any buff on, the, on their attack, speed, and defense. Each stat is calculated independently. Since Stogger is considered the primary weapon... For this duo hero, they do have her mythic skill, which is the Sun Twin Wing. Uh, and while they have no new skills, they also come with Luna, Tier 4 Attack Speed Push, and Attack Defense Rain. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was another one, as you said earlier, we predicted as looking at the heroes from Book 5 and determining, okay, who makes sense is bringing forward um, as New Year's heroes. I, I think that they kind of stood out... Um, there wasn't a lot of like memory. Kind of a duo already, yeah. so it kind of makes sense. Yeah. I mean, the only other potential duo would have been like Reagan and Fafnir. I think that was something else we had discussed. Yeah. I think that um I think it makes sense like when you look at what's offered on a New Year's banner, it wasn't the hardest prediction because it's like okay, yeah. Reagan is the main character, uh Fafnir is the the 
the big bad for most of them. Last year, Peony, I believe, was a duo hero. Yeah, you are correct on that. The main character was almost definitely going to be in here, but she might have been a duo hero like she was last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but as you said, Dogger and not having such a such a duo nature to them follows the trend of last year because it was the two sisters, Peony and uh, what's her name, Triandra. I think so. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, I've been, I'm actually, uh, I've been doing arena battles sort of manually for, for the first time in a while. And I have uh, Dogger on. Can you actually do arena battles for, um, by auto battle? Yep. Yeah. You, okay. you have to queue in, you have to get in there and then auto, ba- yeah. hit auto battle. So it's, I mean, yeah, it's not as, it's not as like blindly as, as Tempest Trials, but, um, I did it manually and I was kind of going in and I've been playing around with, uh, you know, Dogger and Knot's, um, duo ability and it's been really helpful. Uh, it's certainly given me the edge. I, and I think that's one of those things that doesn't trigger while auto battling. So, uh, the, the duo version, the duo skill version does not trigger, but the version, the, you know, part that's on their actual weapon is always active for them. Yeah, yeah. But yes, them giving it to others doesn't. And for those who don't remember what Pathfinder is, it's the uh, one that allows you to move, uh, gain movement over your allies as a free space. So you get an extra movement space out out of going over top of an ally. Yeah, it's worked really well for uh, arena battles. It's given me, allowed me to kind of sneak up faster than others would have expected. Basically, yeah. I've been really enjoying it. So, like, she's been a good addition to the team, and obviously she's bonus right now, so after that we'll see if she sticks around and or if someone else jumps in. But um, as of right now, she's uh, they are they're having a, a good time on the arena team. Um, on, the, yeah. on the arena team, she's kind of great, uh, you know, attack side, but if you might not want her on your defense side because half her usefulness is gone. True. When the AI is controlling her. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I, you know, that's a good point. I mean, I don't really, I, I guess I could set up my own defense team. I really should. Um, I might have to do that, but. Uh, Probably need to update my defense team, so. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I have a separate defense team. I'll have to, I'll have to take a look at that, but that is a very good point. Um, let's look at the last hero uh, tied to this banner, which is the Tempest Trials unit. Kaiza, Tiger of Fortune. Uh, this time uh, we're joined by Kaiza, one of the Beast Tribe Lagoos of Gallia. And just look at that fabulous kimono. Kaiza is a Red Beast Infantry Unit wielding Polished Fang, which grants defense plus three at start of combat. If foe's HP is greater than or equal to 75%, grants attack slash defense plus six to unit during combat. And also if unit's defense is greater than foe's defense, grants special cooldown charge plus one per foe's attack. Only the highest value is applied and does not stack, and deals plus five damage per unit's attack, including when dealing damage with a special triggered before combat. Uh, only highest value applied does not stack. Since Kaiza is the Tempest Trials unit, he has no new skills, but does have close defense three in the A slot, attack slash defense oath three in the C slot, and Moonbow as a special. So that is your Tempest Trials unit, and similar to Lyra, I don't know anything about Kaiza. Um, I mean, I, I think they are kind of running out of beast units, so they're kind of going down, uh, <laughs> down I the think list. So, but they found some more, so they did. Who knows? 
they did uh yeah it is what it is again like it's not our fault but it's also it no it is nintendo's fault if they put out like a telius you know package like a two two game package and said hey here you go you can play it on the switch we would play that in a heartbeat um i don't even need to be a two game package i'm fine with them releasing them separately if they want don't put that out there because now they will and it'll cost you like 160 bucks (laughs) to play both those games so I mean, yeah, I'd be fine if they released them separately. I don't think they're, they'll both be full I mean, price. From what I recall of both those games, they were pretty uh, long. So I'm sorry, but you know, them putting them together is quite a lot of value. So I wouldn't complain if they wanted to do that. But yeah, yeah, that is a good point. That is a good point. So. But uh, yeah, I mean, that that is our banner. That's the first banner to discuss. And uh, we have one more banner to go through, which is the yes. uh, Joshua banner. Yep. Speaking of uh, games that, you know, you can only play if you have old versions of, uh, whether it's the special downloaded version on uh, Game Boy or yeah, DS through that special s- system that you might have gotten access to or via the Wii U, we have Sacred Stones kicking off the new year. And finally get the answer as to whether or not we will get Ascended Heroes without a connected Tempest trial. Uh, as Joshua leads the banner as the first non-original character uh, Ascended Hero. Since he is uh, the first, we can only guess what criteria Faye has used to choose him. Uh, as we get more non-OC Ascended Heroes, we should have a better idea of what they plan to do with this new type of hero. Uh, but since he's not an OC unit, uh, like the past few Ascended Heroes, we do not need a spare three to four star unit on this banner and have only the usual five new heroes uh, as Renek is dragged kicking and screaming back to Lara Shell uh, Coleman Nimi join as well Reeve creeps his way into the grand hero battle to round out this banner uh, as mentioned we start with Renek the rich merchant quote unquote uh, Renek ran away from being a retainer to Lara Shell only to find not one but two versions of her waiting for him when he was summoned to ask her as a green infantry dagger unit. He wields the Vicious Dagger Plus, which has the Dagger 7 effect, and if he initiates combat, he gets attack speed plus 5, and it neutralizes effects that prevent follow-up attacks during combat. Uh, Aside from that, he's not super impressive. Um, They're not bad skills, but he doesn't have any new skills, uh, but does come with Glimmer, Tier 4 attack speed solo, and Disarm Trap. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've got, you know, okay, so let me just try to remember this character because I, at first I'm like, I don't know who this person is, and then I played a little bit of the Forging Bond, and he has that reaction to Larachelle. Is is he the guy that's traveling with Larachelle and, and does not like her? Yes, he's, uh, you know, Dozla and Renek were her two retainers traveling along with her. Uh, then later on when... Uh, Lara Shell and Dozla join you. Renick has mysteriously disappeared because uh, we saw he was not thrilled with her behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, the way she purports herself and all her talk of saving the weak and being a warrior of light and all that stuff. He was not happy with that. And we later find him somewhere else. And she, if you use Lara Shell to talk to him, she pretty much bullies him into joining you. <laughs> okay. She's like, yes, you're going to come with me. Come on, let's go. He's like, I don't want to. Come on, let's go. You're coming with me. Which she kind of does in the Tempest Trials as well. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, there you go. I I do. So yeah, he 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 popped back into my memory, and I'm like, okay, I kind of liked, I I kind of liked his interactions in the game. I do remember him now. Um, but yeah, it's nice to see him added to the game, and it is it is nice that they, um, they paired him with Larishel, but also realizing we don't have like a normal version of Dozla, so it's just like the Halloween Dozla just run around, <laughs> and yeah. I always find that jarring, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, especially when they use them in Forging Vaughn stories like this. It's a little... Oh, whoa, okay, that's an interesting thing. And sometimes they sometimes they acknowledge it, like the Bridal Banner stuff that was running with, I think, was it Sigrun? Uh, yeah, acknowledge is one way to put it. It was more Tanith in her non-bridal right. version interacting with her bridal version. Yeah, I, I like that. But then this is one in this... And again, I haven't finished the whole thing. I think it was the Forging Vaughn. Um, but it's one where Dozla just shows up and he's dressed as Frankenstein. No one, no one even, no one even bats an eyelash. Is just like, yep, that's Dozla. And he's just dressed as I mean, Frankenstein. Then again, the way the game works, it's always just kind of weird that you have these characters in Frankenstein outfit, outfits and Christmas outfits just hanging around all year round. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is kind yeah. of fun. Um, but another character that I was like, who is this? Who is this character? And then I was reminded based on, I think, an interaction in Discord that you were having with some folks. But you have uh, Nimi, Tearful Archer, in the kingdom of Renee, one of the nations of Magvel. There was once a village called Lark. That's where Nimi here comes from. She's a skilled archer who's been hunting her whole life. Uh, Nimi is a red bow infantry unit wielding rapid crier bow which is effective against flying foes, grants speed plus three, and at start of combat, grants attack slash speed plus six to ally with the highest attack slash speed total for one turn, excluding the unit. If unit is within three spaces of an ally, grants attack slash speed slash defense slash resistance plus five during combat, and grants bonus to units attack during combat equal to the total attack plus speed bonuses on ally with the highest attack plus speed bonuses within three spaces. She has a new skill in the A slot called Speed Slash Resistance Bond 4. If unit is adjacent to an ally, grants Speed Slash Resistance plus 7 to unit and neutralizes unit's penalties to Speed Slash Resistance during combat. Rounding out her kit is Moonbow as a special and Joint Drive Resistance in the C slot. Um, the joke in Discord was the Rapid Crier Bow, and I'm trying to... Rem- I was like, why is that funny? Like, I don't understand. And then I remember this was the character that would... She would burst into tears like all the time. That was her. That was the story, basically. That was her character thing. It's. it's I don't remember. It, it is. It isn't. I uh, remember she came with Colm, who showed up with her. I believe he also grew up in Lark with her. Uh, it's been a while, but like Colm would always kind of abuse her for being so quick to tears. Yes. Even though you know. It being sacred stones and them having limited interactions, I don't remember, you know, I don't recall her being that tearful. And I used her and locked Colm up in a dungeon. <laughs> yeah, so did I. Colm was, so, see, that's a good point. Colm was a bit came off as a jerk. Yeah, I yeah. was going to be a bit more PC about it. But yes, he was no. a bit of an ass and I <laughs> locked him up and... He, he was not a good character. He was not very nice to Nimi. And I mean, I didn't want to make it sound like I was saying, oh, Nimi always 
cried a lot, but like she, um, she had a lot of emotions and she's in the middle of this war. I think her village just got attacked. Yeah. Her village just got destroyed. You have a valid reason to be a little tearful. Yeah. She reacted like I would if, if war was just breaking out all around me, like it, it would not be a great thing. But in the end, I think that throughout her journey, and I really like her forging bonds here. You know, I have not played it yet. I I do need to get to it because I I do remember liking this character, um, and I think I used her throughout Sacred Stones. Uh, I as think best I, I did could. as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like her forging bond focuses on her skill with a bow and how she's actually really quite skilled with a bow, but you know she's nervous about shooting at humans and it's like it's understandable not wanting to kill humans but sadly this is a situation where we don't have a thing don't feel bad about it yeah in fact it probably is, makes her better because she's not wanting to shoot humans yeah pretty reasonable thing to not want to do uh for sure yeah um oh well you mentioned comb i i i will be honest with you i did not give you comb on purpose even though i think both of us really did not like him yeah, but uh, Colm, Capable Thief. There may be people out there who could actually stand Colm in Sacred Stones. And he joins Heroes as a Blue Dagger <laughs> Infantry Unit and the Four Star Unit on the banner. He wields the Quick Dagger Plus, which gives him a plus two boost to his special at the start of turn one in the Dagger 7 effect. As a Four Star Unit, he has no new skills, but does have Pivot, Moonbow, Attack Speed, and Attack Res Link. So, yeah. Even his art, when I loaded it up to kind of take a look at it, his his base art is he just looks like a jerk. He's got he's just he's looking at us like, yeah, what 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 are you what are you, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? And through some of the forging bond stuff, you see he actually does to a degree actually care about cult uh, at Nimi, but he's like we said a jerk about it, an ass about it, however you want to phrase it. He's no. not yeah. polite about it, you know. Yeah, well, let's so. let, let's not give him any more airtime. Let's let's go to the let's go to the namesake of the banner, which is Joshua Resolute Tempest. Joshua is the heir to the throne of Jehanna, a desert kingdom in southwestern, sorry, southeastern Magvel, and today he's showing off his striking new look as an ascended hero. Joshua is a colorless dagger infantry unit wielding blade of Jehanna, accelerates special trigger cooldown count minus one. At start of combat, if unit's HP is greater than or equal to 25%, inflicts speed slash defense minus 6 on foe, and neutralizes foe's bonuses to speed slash defense during combat. And also, if foe in combat is in cardinal direction of unit, foe cannot counterattack. But otherwise, unit deals damage equal to 15% of foe's attack, and the dagger is uh, power 7. He has a new skill in the C-slot called Green Feud 3. If in combat against a green foe, disable skills of all foes, excluding foe in combat, and inflicts attack slash speed slash defense slash resistance minus 4 on foe during combat. During combat, disable skills of all green foes, excluding foe in combat. Rounding out his kit is Glimmer as a special, Life and Death 4 in the A-slot, and Null follow-up 3 in the B-slot. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, the, he's got a new feud skill, which is same as the other two feud skills we got here, although this is the first time it's been uh, cross-color. I believe the last two, um, Flavia, who had the one, was a red unit and got red feud, and uh, the second one we got was a colorless unit with colorless feud. So he brings in a different color than what he is, um, so that's nice. 
in his weapon with it. Like, if it's like this, you they can't counterattack, but otherwise you do extra damage, which is kind of a nice thing. Yeah. Do you need that little bit of extra damage to kill them off? Then go from the a diagonal. But if not, you know, you can attack without fear of getting damage, getting attacked back. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, and here's the thing, like the big elephant in the room here with, with this hero is like, this is, this is the first ascended hero after the whole Tempest Trials run with, uh, uh, Fjorm and, and Legurn. Um, and I mean, we talked a little bit about it at the top of the show um, when we were going over the banners and and who we summoned. But I think, like, from a story perspective and from a legendary versus mythic hero perspective, like, he doesn't get more powers by becoming king uh, or or accepting his his role as king of Jahana. He gets a new outfit, some new skills, sure, maybe a new weapon. But it doesn't necessarily, like upgrade joshua to legendary hero status right this this kind of makes sense as like a i don't know like i guess i don't know ascended heroes to me are, are heroes that are more powerful maybe they don't surpass legendary heroes but certainly gives you an excuse to give you a, a new fjorm who was a legendary hero at one point um i don't know like i i think this th- this makes sense uh and kind of shows us like okay are we going to be expecting new hero banners every couple months to have an ascended hero on it no clue yeah well i mean we don't have a pattern yet so of course we don't know for sure we we don't have a pattern we don't know the consistency i mean for all we know we'll get an ascended hero every month now and this is their way of giving us you know repeat heroes without saying oh it's just the same thing as before just a different outfit which they've done in the past Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't mean they won't do that again. Who knows? Until we get more, we really don't know. As I said earlier, we don't know what the qualifications to be a hero. I mean, um, as was pointed out in Discord, I think Lord Nero pointed out that he was part of the first far-fetched banner. So he was one of the heroes with the highest, um, you know, highest votes, but not an actual, uh, not actually winning. Hmm. Uh, so they put him in the game. You know, so it's not actually in the game yet. Among the highest, I think he was part of the first far-fetched banner. So is that the qualifications? Uh, as we've mentioned, he's you know the king to he's heir to the throne of Jahana in the game, and his mother, who is the queen of Jahana, dies during the game. So in theory, he's you know now king after the game ends. So is it going to be something like that? Do they have to be lords? You know that weren't the main lords of the game. Who knows? I mean, generally the legendary heroes have all been primary lords of the game to some degree or another. You know, Lucina and the avatars are probably the largest to a degree detour from that. But for the most part, they're either lords or, you know, the main lords of the games are pretty close to it. I guess, um, what's her name? Uh, not Deirdre, the Julia might be one that's a little abnormal as well. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, almost all games have various characters who are lords and or going to be kings or queens after the game ends. Um, like, Sacred Stones itself is lousy with them. You got Innis and Tana from Frelia. You got um, Larachelle, Jacob, or Joshua, who we just got finally. 
So there's at least three others that could be Ascended Heroes, but never get the Legendary achievement. Uh, that could be the criteria. And, like, um, you know, I don't know if Sita's gotten Legendary treatment. She could get the Ascended treatment if she hasn't gotten a Legendary version. Because mm-hmm. she's a queen, a lord or a queen that or likely to eventually become a queen, you know, of her nation. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think that they needed... They, they certainly... We're in our sixth year. There's obviously a mm-hmm. finite amount of heroes... Um, there's a lot of Fire Emblem heroes, but there is still a finite amount. And there's also a finite amount of popular Fire Emblem heroes, uh, from, from their respective games. Look, look at the, uh, choose your legends. There's a lot of characters that still aren't even in the game. So yes, true. They could even throw a random, not in the game yet hero as an ascended hero. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. No, I I was just going to say like, that is a good point. I just think that. When when you look at the option here, with it's the same thing with duo heroes, harmonized heroes. It just gives them more opportunities to mm-hmm. flex their creativity, put new game, put new heroes into this game that may have already been introduced. Or as you said, you can kind of like, okay, like let's take this random hero and and, and who hasn't been in the game yet, and or even introduce year one, bring them back, fresh coat of paint, you know, put mm-hmm. some lore behind it. Um, I think that. I, I, I really, like, in terms of story, I think the Trial of Fire and Ice or whatever, like, that was the best stuff they've done since book two from a story perspective. And I think, like, the idea of maybe the Ascended Heroes being um, somewhat tied to some extra bonus story made us think maybe the Ascended Hero would be a little bit more. But but really, it boils down to it's it is it, it is just a way for them to... It's a new hero type that they are going to be using from here on out. It made it uh, the idea that it was going to be 100% connected to a Temp's Trial was a little awkward. Mm-hmm. You know, it worked for the Fire and Ice. It was a nice little story to tell and one that we've been wondering about for years. Why is Fjorm still here? You know, even though she was supposed to die. And it resolved that story and it added a new hero type and added a weird additions to the hero pool um that throw any kind of logic between all the other heroes added to the pools out the window but um aside from that i mean the ascended heroes i mean yeah it was if they were gonna go with what they did for fjorm and uh fjorm and Legarn, even if they um Essentially, it's the question of how often are they going to do Ascended Heroes. Going to do Fjorm and Legyarn, it was going to be a little hard and slow, even if they were doing non-OC characters, even if they somehow worked out a story. You know, if we'd gotten a Tempest Trial with a story of why Joshua was Ascended, where you actually have to have some kind of god or something give you the Ascended power, you know? So... Sorry, I'm rambling. I lost my train of thought. No, it's fine. I think like what it comes down to is you're right. Like um, tying it to the Tempest Trials would limit it too much for a free to play game, and that they're not going to be like, oh, they're not going to only pull out this special type of hero once a year for a special event. Like I think it's foolish to think that they would limit themselves to that. But I um, I agree. There's there's some flexibility here. It's just leading with. Joshua uh, is is a in in my mind it's my opinion is kind of a weird pivot from 
a really excellent introduction to Ascended Heroes with Fjorm and Legion, and then going like, but now we have Joshua. And it was just, to me, it's my personal opinion. It's just, it felt like, you know, there's probably a step in between. Your your idea of um, uh, uh, Sita being in there as, as, a, as an Ascended Hero, that that works that sounds great she's a popular hero um she fits the mold of you know royalty and you know post-game upgrading to a new hero not quite at the level where you'd probably bring her in as a legendary hero but you know her getting a a special you know queen edition through this ascended hero I, i think that was probably a maybe a better approach what about joshua such a hard left turn for you (laughs) i don't know i just he's not a character that it's again it's personal it's a personal opinion i don't know yeah he just didn't jump out at me as a character that i wanted to see more of from sacred stones that's all well that you don't want to see but there are those who do Um, it's totally personal yeah for sure i was yeah i was running looking around on youtube and i saw the same people who were reacting to um the new year's banner reacting to this one and one of them goes by the name glitter valkyrie and she uses Lara Shell as her avatar. Guess what? She was over the moon about one, Rennick finally coming to the game, and two, Joshua. She was less interested in Nimi and Colm, but she was over the moon about Joshua. He's one of her favorites. Yeah, oh yeah. So, yeah. yeah, Joshua doesn't fit for you, but I mean, if anything, the fact that he is actually becoming a king after the game whether it's his parents are alive, his mom had survived the game or not, you know, he was going to eventually become a king, but he's not, you know, main lord enough to get a legendary hero. So this gives those fans of those characters who meet those criteria, and there may be other criteria. For all we know, the next ascended hero is going to be Dorcas. <laughs> That'll feel just as weird to me as Joshua does to you. Was Dorcas a king? Yeah. It's, it'd still be weird. Dorcas. No, Dorcas was just a commoner and a pirate who joined up with uh, Lynn. Yeah. But yeah. remember, you know, when he helped save his wife, when she saw, when Lynn helped save Dorcas's wife. Yeah. You know? No, so. I, I know. And I know you're not, you're not, you know, saying that I'm, I'm not bashing Dorcas. I'm not bashing you. I'm just saying. <laughs> You know. Okay. Yeah. No, I know you're. Well, I mean, I was bashing Dorcas, but um, I I think no, you're absolutely right. Like I I know there are people who like Joshua, like Sacred Stones, um, and for them they're stoked. And I I mean that's the beauty of this game is as I think that there you're not going to be all in on the heroes that that arrive at week to week because it's such a vast catalog of games, and there are entries in that catalog that you and I can't even play because they're not officially available in the language we speak. Like this is the crazy part about fire. Or easily available in the language we speak. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, I'm not sitting here saying like, Oh, it shouldn't have been Joshua. I just, I guess like it's, it it is a, it it was just, it was for me, it was just like, Oh, okay. This is what we're doing. This is, but you know, now that I've talked it through, I think you're right. Um, if they add Dorcas as the next ascended hero, I, I think it's, it'll really, It'll be, it'll be, it'll make a lot more sense to me. So, um, let's talk about the last <laughs> hero yes, on this. We banner. do have one more hero to go over on this banner <laughs> after that nice little detour. Uh, Reeve Blood Barrel, one of the three Dark Generals of uh, Grado, uh, or six overall generals. Reeve joins heroes in the Grand Hero Battle as a Blue Tome Infantry Unit. He wields the Argent Aura, which boosts his special trigger. And if at the start of combat he has 75% or more health, he gets attack res plus 6 during combat. 
Uh, also, at the start of the turn, it uh, his weapon inflicts negative five to the stats on the foes with the lowest speed and foes within two spaces of them, as well as the stall effect. Not sure if the stall effect is new, but it turns boosted movement into the gravity effect. So essentially, if you're if a unit has gains one additional space of movement, it turns into can only move one space. Um, as a Grand Hero Battalion unit, he has no new skills, but does come with Glacies, Attack Res Ideal, and Savage Blow. Nice, yeah, this is, uh, so this is another hero, like, I mean, it, it's a typical Grand Hero Battle unit where it's like, I have no interest in this dude, uh, whatsoever, but was it? All right, I got him because he's a Grand Hero Battle unit, but yeah. Yeah. He's not someone I'm, you know, was desperate to have in the game, but then again, it's nice to have all the villains eventually in the game. Uh, you are correct. Even if it is a weird thing that they do in this game. Yeah. Um, it, no, that's a good point. To have all the villains in your catalog, I think that's a good, that's a cool thing to have, like, as a collector. Um, but yeah, it, it, you know, I mean, w- with everybody else on the banner, um, adding Rev as the Grand Hero Battle Unit. It, I mean, you know. considering the other units on the banner, I think... Um, uh, what was his name? Carlisle, I think, in the in some of Joshua's discussions, he mentioned him. Would have made more sense, but maybe Carlisle's already here, and I just forgot he was added. But uh, I don't think so. It's not ringing a bell, but yeah. um, it should be. It should be a. It's one of those things where, like, the Grand Hero Battle units, they don't necessarily jump out to me. Um, and this is one of those ones that's going to be added to that list. Uh, I don't even think I've done it yet. Is it? It is available, right? Or has it not? Yeah, it should have launched. The Grand Hero Battle is still active, if that's what you mean. Yeah, I have to. I have to get on that, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like lots of heroes to discuss. A little bit of a longer episode, as we predicted. Uh, we've got a bit more to go here as we move into the Outrealm Gate, because we want to talk about. What we're doing for 2022, it is a new year, and that brings a whole new year of Game Club. Um, we do have to wrap up Fire Emblem Warriors, our special discussions that we kind of fit in there as a, you know, um, a stopgap before uh, the new year. It has now invaded the new year, and we are going to wrap that up, uh, try to wrap that up in January uh, this year. So we have next episode, we're going to talk about uh, Shadow Dragon ch- uh, characters plus Lin. Um, that's chapters 14 to the end game. Uh, and then we were talking about having at least one more discussion to basically have like a, a chat about the game overall and provide our thoughts and basically have like a, like a sort of a wrap up conversation for the game. So that'll be January. Uh, Eddie, are you looking forward to jumping in on Fireman Warriors? Uh, <laughs> I'm not that good of a liar. No, no. <laughs> so maybe we'll have one note, more discussion. I will do, note that I may should look it up, and it was Calic, not Carlisle. Ah, okay. And he is already in Heroes, so. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that, that jump back just because I know you wanted to basically avoid talking more about we are gonna talk, we are gonna wrap up fire emblem warriors we committed to it there's a I'll, reason i'll hop back in and play yes but it's i haven't had a, i mean i've been crazy busy at work but i haven't had a strong desire to push to go back yeah on my time at home we will wrap it up so. and we will move on because our next extra life sponsored uh game club will be fire emblem awakening the uh, do or die entry in the franchise where basically intelligent systems was like, let's do everything we got 
in this binder and uh if it doesn't work then i guess fire emblem is dead and that was the story behind awakening and we are going to play that game uh thanks to lovely donors um for our extra life campaign in 2021 um and when that is through we'll likely take a break because that game is is quite big uh we will come back with a special discussion for uh tokyo mirage sessions sharp fe I think we raised yes. enough money towards our goal that we decided we would do uh, at least a special discussion. Plus, I bought it and I should play it. So that's that's where I stand. Yeah, I mean, we didn't get enough to do it as a primary one during the year, but we'll at least you know probably eventually get to it or do a maybe do a short special discussion, maybe do a deeper dive if you know depending on. Or maybe just depending on how long Awakening goes, next year it'll just be part of the um, pool for potential, uh, you know, part of the pool for potential games for 2023. Yeah. So. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll see how it goes, but uh, as of right now, that looks to be pretty much 2022 Game Club. Uh, there might be some other time in there uh to fill but uh look forward to at the very least those three happening in uh in the in this year 2022 but that is going to do it for this episode um thank you for sticking with us and going through all these heroes including the joshua slash dorcas discussion i apologize to all fans of joshua but but not not dorcas i mean i guess he's okay he's okay Dorcas is fine, right? I think he's fine. He's okay. It sounded like you had a big he's, you were you were leading into like I'm going to defend Dorcas right now. Uh I mean he's a fine enough character. I he's not <laughs> one of my favorites, but I don't dislike him. I, I don't dislike him, him either. The beginning of uh, Blazing Blade, but you know he's already had two versions: Halloween and Normal. So yeah, that's true. That is true. Well. um, Sorry, Dorcas. I you, you're all right. You're all right. Um, I just use Dorcas because he's a you know character that was on that original Farfetch banner with Joshua, and he was a he's a commoner, whereas Joshua is a prince. You yes. know, in his game, so it's just an in, an indication of someone if they are choosing to use the Farfetch banners as a guideline, then Dorcas has a good chance of becoming an ascended hero. If they're putting additional criteria like, you know, birth and stuff like that into the into it, then Dorcas has less of a chance of succeeding. It, I don't know. I'm not. Wasn't saying Dorcas would be a bad choice. <laughs> Might be a pretty decent choice. All Just right. don't know. All right. All right. Well, we will see. We'll have to wait. We don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, if you want to hear more about uh, Dorcas and Joshua and all the other heroes in this fine game, you can go to gamersinpodcast.com slash fay. Listen to all of our back catalog, which we found out that someone is doing that in Discord. And when they hear this in about six months, depending on how fast they're listening, um, they're like, oh, they're, they're talking about me. I, I was in the Discord and I said I was what, listening to all the old episodes. Um, they, I think they pulled out that we predicted... <laughs> predicted quote unquote we we said oh it'd be great if they added um uh synchronous play or or at least being able to battle your friends and and then three years later we got summoner duels so i am i personally still would rather have asynchronous play if i'm gonna battle my friends i'd rather you know 
do ice run a turn and then you run a turn whenever you get a chance to jump in. The synchronous is kind of annoying, especially I mean you and me are in the same time zone, but let's say I wanna play with um, you know, someone who's in Australia. That's mm-hmm. a completely different time zone. That's you know, when they're up I'm asleep. When I'm asleep they're up type thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I would like to see asynchronous and i and i mean hey you know what i'm putting the prediction out there in three years we'll have asynchronous battles it's happening um there you go don't everybody me, don't get me wrong like i said in discord the current summer dual formula is not good for asynchronous it turns a you know five turn battle into a 30 turn battle <laughs> so yeah well maybe they'll add a more simple simplified version for asynchronous but um you can also email the show, Faye at com. But Discord has kind of killed email, I think, in terms of podcast uh, interactions, uh, especially for the ones that that, uh, that I do. But uh, check out the Fire Emblem channel in the Gamers in Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. There's been some fun discussions in there, and it's been more livelier than ever. Uh, so if you are in Discord and want to join uh, the Gamers in Discord, bit.ly slash TGI Discord. You can also follow us on Twitter. You can find me at rmurphy, Eddie at Dralfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers Inn for show updates. Be sure to check out serenesforest.net, our go-to resource for Fire Emblem news and information. It's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week, and happy summoning. Mm-hmm.